everybody, welcome to season 5 of What's IGN Crushing On? I'm Karen Welby Solomon and I'm your host. And we're here to talk about what's hot in pop culture. Hey everyone, it's Karen and welcome to episode 7. Today we have a little bit of a different episode for you because of load shedding, our greatest friend and worst enemy. Load shedding has made it almost impossible for us to record. So we're a little bit late this week and I'm all on my lonesome. So which means no pop culture chat. We're just going to get right into the interview. Today's interview is with Riyad Moussa. Um, listeners of Crushing On will remember that Riyad was on the show last year promoting his film New Material. He's back this week to talk about his world tour and just to catch up a bit and, you know, just talk a bit about where comedy is at and where comedy is going and how the pandemic affected everything. It was a very interesting chat, especially for comedy lovers. But yeah, I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Listen to our chat with Riyad Moussa. <laughs> Hi Riyad, welcome back to the podcast. How have you been? Yes, I've been great. I've been sitting here waiting for <laughs> since the last time we spoke, which is I think a year ago. And I've been sitting here, waited breath, you know, for the follow-up. So, like, finally you pulled back and I'm here. Uh, and I'm so very, I feel very welcomed to be back. <laughs> so, wait, okay. Other than, other than you sitting there, a lot has changed since the last time we spoke. Um, so, what's new? Like, what's, what's been going on? A lot of grays. A lot of grays. Lots, <laughs> lots of grays since then. <laughs> Um, no, I think transitioning into uh, from the virtual world to the live world, but retaining some virtual aspects mm. is, is what I've decided to do. So I've, I've embarked on this, this world tour, mm. okay, the world tour being mainly South Africa and Dubai, which will be live, and then a virtual world tour where I will do virtual shows from my studio, but it's catering to all the various time zones. So I've got a Europe and UK time zone. I've got an Australia time zone, United States East Coast time zone. Uh, I've got a Singapore, Malaysia, China time zone, India time zone. And I've I've been selling tickets. Like so far, I've got three people from China. It's amazing. At my show. (laughs) I'm going to be streaming. Like for America, I have to wake up or I have to perform at 2 o'clock. So on the okay. same day, I can perform in Australia and in America. Australia, I'm going to perform at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, well, midday, because that's 8 p.m. Australia time. So I'll mm. do a show. And then the evening at around 8 p.m. my time, I'll do an actual live show. And then at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to do a show for oh. the East Coast of the United States. That's, that's what I've decided to do. So when and, you sleep... Uh, I've started... I, I won't sleep that. I don't know if I'll, I'll sleep after that. I'll be, and then we'll be up very early. No, no, it'll be a Saturday, so I won't have to wake up for the, for the kids to take them uh, to school. So it'll be cool, you know, because usually we wake up around quarter to six for that and then uh, get ready, make lunches. My son is having, he's at Medessa by seven o'clock because he's doing HIF 
and then my kids would drive to Vida. We get a coffee um, and a hot chocolate and chocolate croissants, and then we drive to school, drop them, come back oh my home, gosh. and then there's still a and then there's still another child at home. Uh, so, yeah, so there's there's just busyness. All the I have a lot of coffee, a lot of coffee. <laughs> I'm like I'm that's, tired that's listening to this. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exhausted by that. You know. A lot of coffee should be drugs, should be other drugs <laughs> um, of an amphetamine nature, uh, but um, but there's not, you know, because that's haram. But coffee is fine. Coffee is fine. I think coffee is okay. It does give me anxiety though, and and I have a tremor, but 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 it's good. I can I can I can manage. I can I can manage. So, so tell me, <laughs> not I was... really. <laughs> so how is but like? I, I'm trying. Your subject matter changed, would you say? Like, what can we expect in the new show? This show essentially is the show that I, I was going to tour with. Mm. Plus everything that happened with the pandemic. Because, like, I've got five. This is my fifth. will be my fifth comedy special. Mm. Comedy special. Can't even speak properly. Comedy special. And so I strictly allowed the first one. And it was for the Baraka, Doctor's Orders. Uh, life begins, mm. and then not a nice guy, which was the tour, and I was gonna tour everywhere with that, and then the pandemic hit, uh, and then so that show was not filmed. Mm. It should have been filmed. I should have toured throughout the the country with that. So essentially, I'm gonna do that. That show has evolved, um, incorporating what happened, you know, in the past a few years, and mm. I have, and that's another reason why I'm not performing in Cape Town because I actually did that show in Cape Town. A okay. while ago, it is different now, and it's better. But you know, I mean, I've decided now. Okay, at least go somewhere else first. You know, okay. and if people really want to see the show, then I'll come back here and do it in Cape Town. But um, I, I didn't get a chance to perform it in different parts of the country and the world, mm -hmm. so I'm going to do that and uh, hopefully be able to film it at some point, and. Um, and then that will will be out there, uh, and uh, it's, it's essentially the, the the subject matters based on the fact that as as I've gotten older, I've 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 become more irritated <laughs> with people, and I'm generally a nice guy. Well, I'm known to be a nice guy, mm. and I'm like a like a kind-hearted individual, right? But now that's not the same. It's not the case anymore. Like I act like I'm kind-hearted, but in reality, I'm like. Like, like <laughs> I, in my heart, I'm like, like this, but I act a certain way. Before, <laughs> I, my heart was kind and, and, and I was like, I, I actually had a lot of care to give to people, but now I just act that way. But in reality, I'm yeah, and, I, and my brain has to tell my heart, listen, yeah, bro, there are better ways to act, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then I have to override my heart. And I don't know if that's got to do with getting older, the stress. Uh, of the pandemic, um, just, you know, having to live through a chaotic time. I don't know. But that that, that is the, the core of that, wanting to know what's right and wrong and being confused about what's, what's right and mm. what, what's right and what's wrong. Because everybody wants to do the right thing, but a lot of times you don't know exactly what the right thing is. And there are differences of opinions and all of that. So this is a very, like, sort of uh, real matter that people have to deal with but uh philosophical foundation but then mm. there's a whole lot of jokes built uh, uh up 
on that anxiety, which is essentially what comedy is supposed to be. It's supposed to take something stressful and uh, release the tension. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just hearing a train go past. <laughs> I'm like, I just hope oh, the train the train? doesn't okay. make a lot of noise. I thought someone was like, you know, there's a butcher or something. <laughs> so, like cutting, cutting meat in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh and it, oh, but it's a train yeah it's okay. a train uh, <laughs> um so last time we spoke you were you were i mean it was still like hard or it was hard but it was still pretty much locked out and you were saying that you kind of missed doing the live shows because the the lols and the emojis on on zoom didn't cut it so how did it feel going back to doing live shows again no no i've got so much gratitude uh mm. now like when I perform now, I, I am fulfilled, filled, I'm filled with appreciation um, for, I always loved my, my job and I appreciated my job, but there's a newfound appreciation and, and gratitude just for every moment and every aspect of, of my career. Mm. Even the moments waiting before I perform, you know, getting dressed to perform, traveling to the gig, you know, meeting people after the show. And obviously, just the performance aspect, that the real interaction where, you know, you can feed off the body language of people, because that's essentially what's missing, you know, mm. in a virtual show. There's no, the communication doesn't have the body language aspect. It's not in the real time. The, the laughter is what connects, mm. what connects us in the performance. So stand-up comedy needs that. Um, and when I do a virtual show, for example, I have to manufacture that. Uh, and so what I will do in, well, when I do my virtual shows, I will perform as if I feel the laughs and I'll have to overcompensate and it becomes much harder for me. That way is when I do a show and people enjoy, they give me a lot of energy and that sort of spurs me on. Whereas in a virtual show, all of that's non-existent. And I saw that I have to manufacture that because how I perform impacts on other people and enjoy themselves. Yeah. You know, if I start getting into the idea or getting into the narrative or start listening to my thoughts, oh, I think it's not working. I'm dying. <laughs> and then that impacts on my performance. You know, all of a sudden, I, I the, the way in which like, I'm telling my jokes is not as it's not up to scratch, you know, mm -hmm. and and so I have to create all of that by myself. Um, but uh, I, I usually find that if I practice the show or I've done it many, many, many times, then I, I, I can, you know, pass. But but definitely, like a virtual performance doesn't compare to a live performance and uh, it's, it's very special i like i mean every time i perform i tell at the end of the show i like i gush a little bit for the audience <laughs> and express I, 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 how, how much i appreciate them and uh, usually some people go oh, oh <laughs> right and then and then they clap yeah and then leave. um but that's it's true I, I i really appreciate going back mm. to the, the live performance so, you know, other than like the subject matter of your of your comedy, have you noticed your comedy style changing like pre and post pandemic? Yeah, so so it's it is just a little bit, I think, 
harsher, more mature. It's it's a, it's a representative of how I feel. So mm-hmm. as you get older, generally, you're, the foundation of your comedy becomes more introspective. Um, so when you start, you talk about general things that everybody knows, and and the subject matter is, for example, predominantly drawn from the news and what is happening outside you, whereas an older guy generally draws from what's happening inside as a foundation. And that also adds a unique aspect to your comedy because as you get older, you, I don't want to say become more wise, but you become more philosophical and you start to question meaning and uh, what's the point and all of these things uh, because you've loved life and you've had a lot of experiences and trying to assimilate that um, into your comedy is what tends to happen. And also to add, add an element of being a a unique performer is also important mm. because you don't want other people to like take your jokes. Mm. So if I'm going to just do topical material, anybody can take that. But, you know, if I'm talking about myself specifically, it's very difficult for people to steal jokes because I'm talking about my unique experiences. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's, it's like it's, it can, and, and you just hope that, you know, people identify. And a lot of times, you know, people do. Um, fam- family people, because a lot of my material is based on my family, my kids, mm. you know, my wife. Um, but also in terms of, you know, the general feeling at the time. You know, and it is a chaotic time, and everybody is is feeling that. So, um, I, I I would say that it's not very different, other than the fact that there's a maturity element to it. Mm. Um, but that has been a a trend as I've gotten older. You would see that within my comedy, mm. how it started to how it is now. It's much more layered. You know, some people also. Like a lot of times people like the earlier stuff. But generally performers, they they become more refined over time. And yeah. your and your art form becomes more uh, detailed and complicated. And sometimes the general public may not like that as much. Like when a musician or a band comes out with their first album mm. and then people love it and it's very popular. And then they think in their mind they're getting better over time and they offer something musically that's actually of a higher quality. It doesn't necessarily connect with Mm. that audience as much, you know, even though it's a better product. So that I think is the nature of, of, uh, of getting older. But at the same time, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's that balance between you growing and, and the audience growing with you. You have to, uh, respect the audience and bring them along for the ride. Mm. And I think a lot of people uh, still continue to say, you know, identify with a lot of stuff that you're saying. And I think it's just because a reflection of, you know, going through similar experiences, mm. um, people of similar age and similar responsibilities. And I just sort of reflect that in my comedy. Mm. So, but like on that, during the pandemic, you were obviously very active on social media. So have you seen like a lot of younger fans starting to... to... Well, now, 
now I'm seeing a lot of because I'm putting a lot of my content out. Mm. Uh, and like, so for example, on TikTok, I'm like massive now. Like, yeah. I mean, I just put out content. Just recently, I started putting out mm. little clips. A scene. And I, <laughs> yes. And and now all of a sudden, my friends' kids are saying, wow, they're watching. They're saying they <laughs> like liking my material. Mm. And that's so interesting to me. All of a sudden, they start knowing who I am. Um, uh, but that's also based on older jokes, you know, things from back in the day. So. Uh, they're not necessarily going to identify with the the mature stuff, you know, mm. that the older people relate to. But at the same time, it's 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 an inter it's an interesting world, you know, negotiating the balance between virtual and digital and live. Mm. And I, I I do want to venture more into the virtual world because, like, I'm also starting inspired by you, among other people, <laughs> starting my own podcast. Yes. <laughs> mm. uh, and uh, I've, I've, I don't know if you've seen I've got my well I, I haven't put my own podcast I just filmed it yesterday which is just me talking to the camera it's like it's a weird thing to do a podcast on your own <laughs> um, and just speaking randomly your random thoughts which is why I was asking about Anchor FM and how I upload that <laughs> all of those things because I'm planning to do that and then I also have a collaborative podcast with Stuart Taylor, Nick Rabinow, oh, wow. Seiji Mohadi, right? And we're calling that uh, Everybody Loves Dad because <laughs> we're all father comedians of a certain yeah. age. And um, so we're going to be just, you know, talking about anything under the sun. But that's what uh, we have in common oh, wow. and being comedians and, you know, dads, you know, hashtag dad life and comic life. <laughs> and that's. And that's what we're going to be doing. So um, this balance between, you know, mm -hmm. putting out the digital content and then doing your live stuff. I like that. I like that aspect because you sort of control your own marketing. It's, it's an yeah. interesting thing, but I, you don't want it to become too labor intensive. Mm -hmm. uh, so it has to be done in a in a clever way. So for us old guys, we've got a lot of kids and have to, you know, spend most of our time, you know, running errands and picking Make the kids, the kids do it. And doing all of those things. Oh, soon. Yeah, we're <laughs> teaching the older ones. We're teaching the older ones to, to help out. And, you know, uh, but uh, in that life, so the podcast system mm. works quite well because, I mean, you have, yes. you sit for an hour, you make loads of jokes, and then you have a lot of content which you mm. just need to uh, put out there as opposed to not spending hours and hours refining, you know, this amazing amount mm. of material. And then putting that out there, but I've, 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 I've uh, I am putting it out there, and I, I, I just need to find some sort of balance, um, uh, and a good system in, mm. in my content uh, development. Um, but uh, I'm trying out stuff. So this virtual world tour is a new thing. I'm trying that out. Like, you know, nobody else is doing that thing. They tried it in the pandemic, but I mean, um, uh, mm. I'm playing around with this idea and seeing if, you know, there's any potential in. So, so is this how you see, like, comedy moving forward? Because, I mean, I know that, I mean, I've also been waiting for more comedian, South African comedian podcasts, because I feel like every American comedian has a podcast. And I'm like, you know, we, there's such a rich space here for that. But, I mean, seeing this kind of, like, this, this dual, yeah, dual work between virtual and online, you know, 
like changing the way we just because i mean before we just used to see comedians in comedy clubs and in like theaters and that sort of thing so you so is that yeah. what you see happening i think it's going to happen uh hmm. because uh i just need to get people need to get the ball rolling a few comedians are doing obviously sami uh, sami has been doing his podcast for a long time yeah. and then you've got you've got um was a tats and konzo um and Luisa Madinga and Robbie Robbie Collins were doing a podcast I don't know if they're still continuing with that and I know that we are going to do it mm. without a doubt um as uh, the four of us um just make it a regular thing um and I do think that people are going to figure out that that is a good way to to connect with your audience uh the difficulty with us is we don't have i don't think we have that much i don't think there's enough people mm. and the market is that big so mm. i don't i i don't know so it's more like we exploring and seeing what sort of returns people are getting so so a lot of people are like for example alfred adrian is doing well online and he sort of you know pushed uh well into that space so a lot of people will be looking at that and you know following that example as well you know mm. but you got to have the dedication because yeah. it's not easy to do things like that and comedians are lazy <laughs> comedians are very lazy right and uh, so the guys who are going to work very very hard at it or do those things are going to reap the rewards mm. um but um because most comedians aren't on the hard working. So to remind us again like your your tour dates. So I'm starting this weekend. Okay. Uh KZN, I'm doing and Panjani, I'm doing <laughs> uh Durban, Zinto. The following week I'm going to Dubai and then the following week after that I think I'm doing Clarksdorp and Mafi King and then after that I'm going to do um it's I think it's it's Johannesburg again I'm doing Lanasia it's almost every weekend I must just follow my go mm. on my social media or my website my website will give you the entire list and you'll be able to see basically my live shows and my virtual shows okay. and I put all that out there and then people can just sort of uh, click and decide everything is out there and I'm going to be constantly marketing the thing because I mean that's the that's the challenge Mm. at this point with so much content how do you remain relevant it's like you actually have to do a lot of a lot of posting and you have to do a lot to create a lot of content but um it's it's, it's nice it's fun if you have a good system mm. so okay i don't know if i don't think i asked you this question the last time you were here but this is what we usually ask everybody but who was your yes. first celebrity crush who's the first celebrity that i who's the celebrity that i go gaga over Well, well, that you your like, first one, like when you were like young still. <laughs> What you can do now? I mean, shame. It's alright. No, when I was my first celebrity crush, I would say like even back in the day, like uh, not my crush, but the person who I mm. like, I can mention a whole lot of you know, you know, good-looking women. Uh, as a teenager, that would be my crush, you know. But mm. I don't want to like as as a person I respected. In terms okay. of the the comedic ability, you can awesome. answer. Okay, brilliant. Right. Yeah. So, 
So in a non-horny teenager, <laughs> non-horny teenager version of that answer uh. is that the person that I thought was cool was Will Smith, and he has let me down. And like I, I'm one of those people who absolutely loved Will Smith, um, but you know I can't. When I look at anything he does now, it's like, <laughs> like I just feel the bile and the gastric acid coming up. It's it's very troubling, and I try to be understanding, but I think when he slapped Chris Rock, it just showed these the lack of authenticity and everything that he was purporting to believe was purely a facade, because he really communicated that he understood the world of fame. Mm. He really communicated that he un- understood how to place fame within the context of being a real down-to-earth person and being able to <sighs> negotiate, you know, this dichotomy of living, you know, where your ego is built up and you're supposedly so massive um, and, you know, re- remaining... Uh, in a space where you where you're able to add value to people and understanding the philosophies how to live like that, but uh, this this act this this the fact that he was able to do something so drastic, it just showed like I mean like uh, that was an aspiration. It wasn't a. It's a, 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 a I think it is. I think he wants to be that way, mm. but he's a real selfish so far from that or it's just like you know that there's no one who he, he, he wants to be more perfect than any person can be okay. whereas Chris Rock was authentic he got slapped by Will Smith <laughs> at the Oscars and you're like Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me <laughs> like, like who he was before and after and just Will Smith is no longer you know who who uh, we thought he was actually I actually don't know how to it's just it's it's sort of really affected like because I identify I used to love Will Smith because uh, in the sense a lot of his philosophies I identify with a lot of the things that he went through mm. right just at a much lower level mm. like everything I wrote about in this book like well, <laughs> I did a lot of it just like 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 they did it like there near the ground, right? But I I get what he's talking about, and all these there were so many philosophies and and wise Philosophy. things that came out of his mouth, right? But I guess you know we all have a shadow, we all have a dark side. Mm. But I think an important aspect of this is that you know don't purport to be more perfect than you actually are and be very, very wary about espousing and communicating perfectionism mm. because you're not like that. <laughs> and uh, and then, so, so I was just affected. I was affected by it. But he was like one of my first celebrity, yeah, non-female halal crushes. <laughs> halal crushes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ria. This was a lovely chat. It was great speaking to you again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then I'll let you know about Cape Town. Yes, please. Unbanned please. from the Baxter. Yeah.
that was our chat with Riyad Moussa. Riyad is a comedian, an actor, a writer, and he's embarking on a world tour. And you can find out which date you can watch him on his website, which we will link to on the in the show notes, as well as on his social media pages. So that's all from us this week. Next week, we'll be back. Leanne will be back. The Pop Culture Chat will be back. Crushing On will be back. And it will be a bumper episode all about Showmax's new epic fantasy TV series, Blood Psalms. So stay tuned. Next week, we'll be bringing you all the juice. See you then. Me, you can find at Karen Walby on Instagram at Karen Walbees with an S on Twitter, and sign up for my newsletter, Wildest Dreams, at wildestdreams.substack.com. The podcast can be found at Crushing On Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find us at What's IGN Crushing On on YouTube, and you can find more information about this and all our other episodes on our website, crushingonpodcast.com. Send any feedback to mail at crushingonpodcast.com and you can send us voice notes at plus two seven seven eight three six two two five six six. Join our Facebook group, Crushing On Club, where we chat about the show, celebrity news, recommendations, the whole shebang. The show is produced by me, Karen, as well as Rebecca Barchers and Leanne Philipson. The show is edited by Rebecca Barchers. Our logo was designed by Nathifa Maruf, and the show was created in partnership with IGN Africa. If you like the show, tell everyone that you can, any way that you can. Keep up to date with episodes by subscribing to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review the episodes on Apple Podcasts, as it helps others to find the show. We'll be back next week with another in-depth conversation with a pop culture lover. See you then.